0: Hello and welcome to Maintain the Flame with Keith Collins, the podcast where we anticipate an experience with the Lord on each and every episode. Thank you so much for listening today, and my prayer is that you will be strengthened, encouraged, and challenged in your daily walk with the Lord as you listen. The primary purpose for this podcast is to be a source of inspirational truth that will awaken a deeper hunger within you for the fire of God to burn brighter and hotter in your life. Leviticus 6.12 says the fire on the altar must be kept burning, it must not go out. This Old Testament verse spoken to the sacrificial burnt offering system of the temple and it also reflects the fact that we as the bride of Christ are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we have a responsibility to steward our walk with God and maintain His flame that He has ignited in our hearts. I am your host, Keith Collins, and I invite you to join me now as we explore biblical truths that will help us to maintain the flame of God upon the altar of our hearts. Hello and welcome to Maintain the Flame. My name is Keith Collins, and I'm your host, and I am blessed that you are joining us today. Um, I'm so excited to have just a dear friend, um, great man of God that I have known for many, many years, and I'm just a true voice, I believe, in the body of Christ that the Lord has used and continues to use to to really encourage people in the fact that there's a deeper place in Jesus. And um, you know, when I think of walking with the Lord, when I think of the glory of God, when I think of what it really means to him, to know the Lord in that that deep, personal, intimate way, then this brother immediately comes to my mind and to my heart. So I'm really honored today to have. Again, a dear friend of mine, Brian Giren, and Brian um, has Bridal Glory International. That's the name of his ministry. And Brian, we're just so blessed to have you
1: on. Maintain the flame today, man. Thanks for having me, Keith. Uh, love and honor you to no end, man. You know that, and it's uh, such an honor to be here with you. Yeah, thanks, Brian. And
0: you know, you and I, we have we actually have some history that goes back quite a while now. It's hard to believe it's been this long, but we would have. Um, First met back in the twentieth century, back in nineteen ninety nine, and um, yeah, so Brian and I were both blessed to be involved in what God did in the Brownsville revival in Pensacola, Florida, and of course that that revival started on January or June of nineteen ninety five Father's Day, and really went for five years or really a little longer. And out of that revival, there was a school birth, the Brownsville Revival School of Ministry. And I was actually blessed to be in the pioneer class coming out of that school. But then Brian showed up at the school around 1999. So Brian, we have, you know, pretty rich history together. And um, again,
1: it's just been awesome to know you all these years. Yeah, likewise, man. Yeah, it's now that you say that it's, it's been two decades now. And I just, first off, want to tell the people, man, what a voice you've been and leader in my life. I really look at you as as a mentor, such a general in this generation, man. I just always admire the fullness of heaven you walk in from the word, but yet you're so full of the spirit and integrity and purity in your voice. And, and uh, yeah, so grateful to be able to walk with you all these years and just follow your lead in, in so many ways. I'll, bro, I remember though, more recent, a profound time that blessed me big time. You came in to do a shoot in our studio, if you remember, in Baton Rouge. Yes,
0: yes, I do remember that.
1: And you were just being you. I'm inter- I'm you know, just interviewing you. But sure enough, you got off into the revival, the glory of God that's so yeah. dear to heart what you carry and walk in. And you're really like a historian on revival. And bro, I don't know if you remember, the glory came in so rich. And it's, I do. Yeah, it was like to me hazy. Like looking at it up. was
0: actually, I remember it was kind of like hard to continue on. because you know you know how it is sometimes the weight of God's glory becomes so tangible and I mean things begin to manifest and it was um it was it was a powerful time so honestly I've never forgotten that and I've thought about it oftentimes so yeah and you know you know one thing Brian I can just you know I know you honor me and I really appreciate that but um I really honor you because you know you are serious about the presence of God. And you and I both know because we've been in ministry for so many years. I've been in there for 34 years now. It's hard to believe. But um, there's a lot of good teachers. There's a lot of good preachers, and we honor them. And and I'm a guy that I kind of run in different lanes. I mean, like next next weekend, I'll be in Maryland. I'm doing a three-hour seminar on a biblical worldview in a postmodern world. So I kind of run in different lanes, at the same time, though, my, my passion is the presence of God, the glory of Jesus. And you can, you can have all the theology, you can have all the education, but if you don't have the glory of God, then you're really, really missing out. And we see this, even the life of the great theologian John Wesley came to a place after encountering the Moravian, Moravian missionaries that he realized he needed an experience with God. So I want to just honor you for, um, for being faithful to um, have an ongoing experience with God. And, and I want to ask you if you would just take a, a minute or two, maybe three minutes, and just kind of share about your experience. Because I know that there was a season in your early ministry where you literally stole away, or you you just hid away with the Lord for quite a while. And it was in that experience that, that this walk with, with the Lord became so real to you. And I believe your ministry obviously was birthed out of that. So, could you just share a little while about that, Brian?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, you're talking, I want to say it was 2004, uh, like and it was after Bible college, actually. I thought initially I would come out of you know, the Brownsville Bible School of Ministry and just hit the nations ablazing, and <laughs> And actually, it worked in quite the reverse. It was obviously looking back now, I, I noticed it was a real supernatural season. But I became so hungry, man. And that's what I so love and appreciate about you that you've always carried that desire for him, his presence, and his manifest glory. You know, Moses says, Look, if your glory doesn't go with us, like we're we're not going anywhere. What's the point of it all? And I could feel this ornate, just unique pulling like never before to be with him. And this is way before ministry started, Mm. Um, you know, before any of that was even on the radar and i just couldn't shake it i would wake up in the morning just i want to be with you jesus i would be in the grocery store i just kept feeling the supernatural pool to just lock away and be with him and i love how the bible says that jesus called the disciples first to be with him it's awesome and then he sent them out you know and acts four thirteen, the the scholars of the day are looking at peter and john and they could tell power and they spoke with authority but they're untrained common men and it says they had been with jesus and looking back now, I realized the Lord was trying to really take me into a, a focused time of being with Him. So I vowed to the Lord. I said, look, if there's any way, God, you can get me off of the natural to-dos of life, a job, and having to pay the bills and all, however you might do that, I'll give you my life. I just want it to be with you. Wow. And sure enough, it was shortly after where I came across a couple of real estate deals and was able to make a lump sum of money for about a, about a year salary that, that would be sufficient. And I fell off the scene, man. And I'm so glad you brought that up because um probably to date the best thing we've ever, you know, could have done. And that's that is where the ministry was birthed out of. I didn't know it at the time really. Right. But I just went off into a season of deep, deep intimacy, tapping into things in the spirit and his voice that you just can't learn in Bible college. Right. You know, and and uh fell madly in love with him. And that's really all the our model is to this day, just trying to love him real well and do what he tells us to do, you know. So so good.
0: Yeah, that you know, that's that's an, to me that's an incredible testimony because I think oftentimes, you know, like you said, you and I we both went to Bible school and then, you know, I went even kind of beyond that just due to my my kind of flow in ministry teaching in schools and stuff and, and went into deeper studies and got a graduate degree and stuff. So, but I think a lot of times, Brian, we people go into ministry school and then automatically they're just kind of thrown out there to start pastoring, to start traveling and preaching, whatever they do. But, man, I've always thought what an amazing opportunity that that the Lord gave you to really just take that extended period of time and um, to really invest into this deep place with the Lord. Because I think a lot of times people would say, man, you've already been to Brownsville School of Ministry. You know, get out there, Brian, go for it. But I remember a quote from from Billy Graham, and here's what he said. He said, one of the only things I really um, regret in life is that I didn't prepare more. Mm -hmm. and um and god used him mightily as we know a great evangelist and um you know but i think what he was referring to is really coming to a place of deep deep prayer and deeply knowing the lord if you listen to the full context of what billy graham Mm -hmm. was sharing in that in that setting and you know in my own life it's interesting because at this stage in my life i still study i still read all that kind of stuff but really i feel this Continual pull to know Him more, and it's almost like God has to unlearn certain things in me when I get into His glory, so that I can effectively flow in His presence. and And I feel like it's just such such an important thing. So again, I really honor you for being faithful to um, to really not just teach about and talk about His glory, but but to live in it and to walk in it and to make that a reality for others that are, you know, connected with, with what you do. So I really appreciate that in your life, brother.
1: Wow. Yeah. Thanks for the encouragement, man. It it means a lot, especially coming from you. Yeah. You know, Brian, I
0: I know that you have recently, um, you know, released a new book and then I think you have another book coming out. You can correct me if that's right about the new book coming out soon, but you, you, you recently wrote a book on, um, contemplation's own character is the name of it and the subtitle is a guide into the fullness of godly character and um when i saw that i was like man I, I gotta get that and um you know i think the teachings that you provide in this book the insight that you provide in this book is something that that i wish um a lot of people even preparing for ministry as well as those in the ministry and, and even people that are just walking with god can really or or could really get a hold of so let me let me ask you this why did you feel like you needed to write a book on this subject matter i mean historically you've written a lot about you know supernatural signs and wonders manifestations and all those things are amazing and we we both love those things of course but but this book on character what is it that the lord prompted your heart with to to actually write on this subject matter
1: yeah, man, it's so good. I uh, and honestly, to date, it it might be you know probably one of the uh, my favorites that we've released because of the nature of it. You know, I know a lot of us, as you mentioned, love the supernatural manifestations of God as glory. Paul says we're to earnestly covet the gifts. Amen. And so we're we're for all of it. But I've come to find out, and I know you would even know this more than me, but through the years and even in my own life, walking with the Lord, that character to walk in the character of God that he includes and embodies and who he is Amen. and take on his image through us is uh, irreplaceable. I just don't see anything more valuable, which goes back to what you just mentioned, knowing him intimately. Amen. And um, so, you know, and and I, I begin to learn more too, that if we're not careful, you can often start to flow in some of the, you know, supernatural aspects that would be you know considered spiritual and the gift you see in matthew 7 where the lord jesus says many will come to me on that day and say lord lord
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: i don't know the verse but prophesied in your name they didn't yes not ride to these are preachers getting it done it says they, they actually prophesied cast out devils and even the bible says they did many mighty exploits mm. So the, their resume looked pretty, it was really checking off on all cylinders, it looked pretty yeah. amazing, but the Lord said, depart from me, I never knew you. Wow. I don't know you intimately, and, and I just, while yet, not to negate the supernatural world, all for it, the great commission, casting out devils, healing the sick. Of course. Yeah, I just feel like that foundation of intimately knowing him and walking in the fruit and character of the spirit, Galatians 5.22, you know. Um, love, joy, peace, humility, mm, honor for one another, considering others greater than ourselves, as Paul writes, Yes. Of excellence. And so in that book, yeah, I go into a lot of that, what real love is, you know, I think in 1 wow. Corinthians 13, Paul writes, it's really interesting, I hadn't seen it quite from this depth or angle, but these eight currents, if you will, that mm-hmm. is what true love is, and these eight opposing currents that almost if we're not careful, we can lean in one or the other and so I just think it's beautiful, and I really felt like, honestly, it was timely for the body of Christ and what the Lord's looking for and preparing His bride to be, you know, spotless and without wrinkle yes. and begin to reflect His image. And a lot of that has to do with with character, you know, because sometimes wow. you see people prophesy, read your mail, <laughs> and then like the next instance, walking in things that don't seem quite like what Jesus would do. And and I, I would pray that we'd hopefully become more like Him in that way. So, yeah, I man, I just, I mean,
0: I can't thank you enough for allowing the Lord to use you to write a book like this. I mean, this is a theme that's resonated in my heart. I've said for years that um, anointing and gifting void of character is a train wreck that will eventually happen. And unfortunately, um, we've seen too many train wrecks even in recent years with, and some of these are great men of God. In other words, when I say great men are women of God, they've got incredible abilities and giftings and talents. And I don't doubt that, the, um, the foundational experience with the Lord that they had was very genuine and very real, but sometimes they got sucked into the, the activity of ministry while negating intimacy with Jesus. And you and I both, listen, you cannot be um, intimate with Jesus and not have the character of Christ. It doesn't mean you're perfect, but it means that you are completely um, in touch with him in the sense that his nature Really, like Paul said in Galatians two twenty, said I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but it's mm. Christ that lives in me, the mm. character of God Himself. So, so this is, I mean, so, you know me as someone that's taught in Bible colleges and stuff. And if there's anything that I have really tried to, um, in a godly way, to hammer on. It, it's this theme because, like you said, and you know that that verse that you were quoting where Jesus talks about. You know, they'll say, "Lord, Lord, didn't we do all these man of or miracles and casting out devils?" But depart from me, you work of iniquities. I, I never knew you. To be honest with you, that's one of the scariest verses in the Bible to me. <laughs> <laughs> and it does not cause me to live in like complete trepidation. But it does um, encourage me to embrace the fear of God, which gives true wisdom, which makes me realize, Brian, as as I know that you know, um, you know, I. Blood Jesus and blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. To be poor in spirit means that you are totally dependent upon the Lord for every breath that you take, mm-hmm. not including, of course, the ministry that we function and flow in. So so this, I agree, this this message of of character is um it's so foundational and it's so needed in the body of Christ right now. And um, what's been the response to the book?
1: Oh, it's been great. Yeah. A lot of people, it's funny. They uh people are, are loving it from what I hear and it's blessing many. And uh some surprisingly they they're they're saying like ouch in a fun way, but it you know, like it's correcting certain yeah. aspects, which is beautiful. Cause I'm normally I don't mean to come across that way, but I think it's that shows me hopefully it's it's coming across and landing and yeah. straightening out the past where things may not line up because the Lord's done it in my life for sure, and he always forever does. But yes. Yeah, Amen. Beautiful. And, you know, this thing, I mean,
0: there's, I found, Brian, and I know you You feel the same way. I'm sure you do, the deeper we go in our walk with the Lord, you know, the deeper we go in intimate prayer, the more time we spend in the secret place, um, the more of his character is forged in us and becomes real. And like you said, even the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, all these things. It becomes who we are by virtue of intimacy with Jesus, not by a list of do's and don'ts so um so true character um as your book you know very well points out very well true character really comes through a a true walk with jesus a true intimate relationship with him so yeah i'm excited about this book and um i mean i'm the kind of guy when i see a book like this i really encourage people to get the book so um so listen if you're listening let me really encourage you to get brian garen's book contemplations on character You can get that on Amazon or um, I'm sure other places as well. Is that correct, Brian?
1: Yeah, yeah, Amazon, anywhere you can get them. I'm pretty sure Kindle and all that, the good stuff. All right. There's another
0: book that I've just recently seen that's maybe coming out. You can tell me if it's out or if it's coming out. And it's called The Bridal Company. And wow, this this title really um, spoke to me. But the subtopic um, or subtitle, A Plea to Prepare for the bridegroom so can you share a little bit about this new work that that you have
1: yeah yeah i'm really excited uh this one should release pretty soon um but again it's been a main just a theme i've really sensed from the lord and obviously you know, our ministry was birthed from from some experiences in this dimension and named the bridal uh, glory international but i would say right now in this hour uh which i know you would carry and, and voice better than than any of us um But you see in Revelation 19, where it Mm. says even that the bride has made herself ready in Ephesians 5, 27, how the Lord's looking for a bride without spot or wrinkle. And I've been this common theme of purity. Um, It's beautiful. I heard it recently. I was preaching in Seattle and uh, Tony Kemp, who we we both know, Mm -hmm. I was preaching. He goes, yeah, what you're talking about is the difference between positional righteousness and relational righteousness and for, oh, for quite some time i've heard which is still beautiful we know it to be true in scripture that we're, we're righteous in christ he's done all things so like you said it's it's all done through intimacy as well mm-hmm. I've been seeing this mixture where typically hyper grace would fall stronger in the camp of just riding solely off your position in christ Whereas the relational righteousness, there's not the throwing off of those things that so easily entangle us. And mm. you know, the bride making herself ready and in the cooperation with what's already positional, but also that yielding and preparing, being prepared and made ready for him by the Holy Spirit, like you said, through intimacy, sure. of course, we can do nothing, but throwing off those things that so easily entangle us, looking mm. unto through intimacy. So sure. real refining and purity, but also the timing. I've really been on this one actually before this year hit right Mm -hmm. before it. And I see why now, um, I was really hemmed up in Matthew 25, the parable of the bridesmaids. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And you see the five foolish and the five wise with extra oil and the lack thereof, and all this. But it's really interesting because that, that parable is set within the context of the bridesmaids going to find the bridegroom in Jesus which I believe speaks solely within the church. They're virgins, they're clean. They're right. And it's ironic enough, if you notice, as we both know, scripture, it reads all the way through, meaning from chapter 25, you know, the parables, it doesn't just stop and start in a new, Jesus was still talking. Right. Yeah, but right before he gets into that parable, he's in Matthew 24 that gives a real m time infrastructure of just, yes. the is increasing that I really feel clicked over in a new way this year. And then when he finishes, he lands Matthew 24, which is the infrastructure for the end times. He just takes this wild shift and says, "For <laughs> well, the kingdom of, he- no, at that time. It's one of the only parables I can find where he says at that time, meaning he's connecting it to that window, that mm-hmm. time. Yep. Because at that time, the kingdom will be like this. You'll have wow. 10 bridesmaids, five and five. And, and it's still, it's a high level realm of intimacy, carrying a ton of oil in this hour through the secret right. place to meet the bridegroom, to be prepared and meet him when he comes and uh so we go into a lot in that book (laughs) that's more or less summed up in in a nutshell the preparation of deep deep intimacy gazing upon him being prepared for his return with this higher level of making the path straight you know wow making herself ready which i love you preach better than any of them so i don't (laughs) think about that you you do a good job too I, i mean if i hear you
0: right and i'm excited about the book um but if i hear you right um you know you're basically saying that we do have a role to play. So we understand our positional standing in Christ. There's nothing that we can do to earn salvation. That's through the shed blood of Jesus. However, it's clear in the new Testament that, um, that we are charged. Um, we are called in to live. Paul talks about a life, living a life worthy of the calling. Again, we are told to, um, to prepare ourselves, our, to make ourselves ready for our bridegroom so so i think if i'm hearing you right we definitely have a role to play don't we brian
1: for sure man Uh, that's so so good i love that another one i've been in lately that i really enjoy is i want to say second timothy 2 yes paul's writing to timothy and he says look if you want to be a special utensil ready for the the kingdom's use he says keep yourself pure Mm. Wow, and, and it doesn't say but because of Christ you'll just remain, which we know is our position. We can't add anything to it. But right there's a cooperation. I've been really sensing the Spirit highlight through the Word and mm-hmm. as I travel and preach that He's calling us into a higher place of just consecration,
0: yeah,
1: you know, the, getting the weeds out of our garden and just loving Him wholeheartedly. The, the, the lovers start to fall off. The little foxes being yeah. removed, and uh, and I feel like Jesus is going to come more fully uh, in mm-hmm. a good in that way. So.
0: I and mean, I know in my own life, even, to be honest with you, over the last seven or eight months, and you know, like Darla and I, we've been married now for 33 years, and I'm sorry, sorry, honey, 34 years, mm-hmm. August the second, so we're coming up on our 35th year of, of marriage next next year. But, um, but I know in my own life, in our walk with God, um, you know, we're in that season, and it's not legalistic. Matter of fact, we're finding joy through intimacy but i know in my own life and in her life that you know just things that maybe we would have watched a lot you know um not anything bad but even like and i've always loved college football and i still do and and by the way lsu lost last week yeah
1: they're horrible this year man
0: but but i don't love it i'll be honest i don't love it like i used to brian in other words, words i used to like if the gators i'm a florida gator guy if the gators lost i could carry that for a few weeks (laughs) now it's like but even like just even good entertainment and again i don't think it's wrong to to watch a good wholesome program with your family and stuff like that but i think there comes a time in our walk with god where those little foxes sometimes in other words we have to we have to become so in love with jesus that that we're able to just not even real even news because a lot of people are addicted to news right now. I mean, everybody's watching, and I understand why, but even in my own life, I've had to turn the news off. I'd rather get in the word and get in prayer and hear from God than hear from a talking head on a major news network. And even though some of it might be good and I like to stay up to date, but I think in our walk with God, if we're really serious about intimacy with him, the narrow path, um, you know, knowing being being the bride of Christ, then then we are deliberate in these areas of our lives to make sure that we don't get sucked into the spirit of this age. Even
1: it's so, good man, yeah, so so good. I completely agree. Yet, yeah, I've sensed the same, and, and sense the Lord doing with me doing it with me over the years. And just it seems like even things that might have been permissible in last seasons are just not beneficial anymore. And, yeah, exactly.
0: Beautiful. And again, it's not that they're all sin. It's just that yeah. why do them? You know, so. Well, Brian, um, obviously, you know, thank you so much for for both of these books. And hey, when will the um, the bridal company book be available?
1: Yeah, great question, man. I don't think too too far out. Maybe okay. uh, what are we in October? I would think for sure by November. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Y'all look forward to um to reading that one as well. Let me let me ask you a question. Um, you know, we're in our last few minutes here together today, but. Um, you know, this past week I was in Washington D.C. with tens of thousands. I don't know exactly how many, but I mean thousands. You yeah, mark? yeah. I was at I was at the um, the return as well as, you know, we were right there with Frank and Graham's group, and I mean there was a lot of people there. We were with we had different friends up there. It was a powerful time. How did it feel you
1: could feel like like the presence out there yeah
0: you could feel the especially certain things that they did as far as praying for America even deep deep repentance vicarious type repenting so you know obviously the the focus was what's going on in our nation I mean with mm-hmm. the chaos I mean we could go on and on we don't have to do that but we know that America's in a very interesting season right now. The church in America is in an interesting season. We've been um, dealing with this coronavirus, COVID nineteen, for months now. Um, we've seen some of our, you know, some of the cities that you and I preach in. I mean, rioting, um, burning, looting. I mean, we've seen, you know, this this situation with the the political environment, which is so divisive right now. And right. we've got a new Supreme Court justice trying to be nominated. I mean it's it's chaotic if you look at it if you were just a person that didn't know jesus if i wasn't a person that knew jesus i'd be like oh my gosh what in the world is going on <laughs> it's but, <so> <laughs> by the grace of god i really have a genuine peace and i know that ultimately god's in control it doesn't mean that i'm not active in certain things but but is there anything brian that that you're feeling or maybe the lord is showing you in prayer or in your time in the word just where are you at right now with with what's taking place as you know, as a man that really lives in that deep place with the Lord?
1: Yeah, no, great question, man. I, um, I agree with you. You know, it's it's really interesting. Um, actually, not too, too long ago, I saw, as you you well know, and flow in really strong the prophetics. I know you get it, the pictures and visions and other things that, that works. But it was very unique. I saw a couple of things. One, I won't go into just not to bog down the time, but basically it foreshowed the interpretation of it was that it was almost Now I, I by no means you know say that the lord is ordaining what all is going on by no means i know he's right feeling the sick and, but he's allowed it to happen right and that's what <laughs> and he can use it for sure and that's what yeah. i'm experiencing. and it's hard to i don't know if you found this sometimes it's hard to convey without even believers it landing quite right but it's exactly it's very, yeah he's definitely using it um almost to checkmate the enemy uh,
0: but Thank you so much for listening to Maintain the Flame with Keith Collins. I want to ask you to please subscribe, rate, and write a review for this podcast on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you hunger for a greater passion for the Lord that will not dim or subside, then please subscribe and listen weekly to episodes that will encourage you in your walk with God. To learn more about my ministry, please go to keith-collins.org or impactgf.org.